Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Milk on the milk on the milk on the milk on the amp. Milk on the milk on the milk on the milk. Now take it away, Dave Anthony. Welcome to the lighter side of dark, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you, are Solio and Smith. Milk on the airplane. Episode 112. Episode 112. Can you believe that? I can't. I can't believe that mon- that many hours. <laughs> I bet our listener can't even believe we've done 112 not, of these things without quitting. Definitely not. They're like they're they're really they're. Is this a dare at this point? It it is. So I noticed when I was playing your uh, your bonanza uh, milk on airplane, you 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 kind of lit up like a Christmas tree. I Did was you just have a. Um, I literally saw like a light bulb pop on over your head. And I think I already forgot. I I was thinking, as I was hearing that pop in. I was trying to think of a more Milk on the Airplane songs. And it popped into my head while Bonanza was playing. Oh, I got it. I think it's... Is it the... Uh, Valkyrie? The Valkyrie? The, the, it's the... Flight of the Valkyrie? That something. classical song? I think so. I think that was the one that popped into my head. What if I ha- I wonder if I had I think that's what the name. It's God. I'm probably butchering it. No, I'm not. But sure. I, I, just I, don't, I don't of, carry a lot of classical. Right. Isn't but, it called Flight of the Valkyrie? Uh let me see. Okay, I found Ride. I think I found it. Yeah, that's this it. one. And that's what I was just like. Boy, it's like. When does it start? Keep it going. Give me a minute. Come on. Milk and airplane. Yeah, well, you got to work on that one. That's, that's, it just came in there. It, 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 I'm it, excited. Feel my nipple. I mean, seriously. It's, that is really It's exciting. like Jennifer Aniston and Friends. Just boom. You can see it. There we are. From 10 miles away. So you know she only used a body double for one flash of a scene in We're the Millers. Everything else was her. Good for her. She's probably like, you know what? 
I've worked hard on this body, and I'm, I'm going to show it off. I'm here to tell you, women, Jennifer, when I was growing up in school, I only mm-hmm. think I knew maybe two Jennifers and one, and I got a niece. I think that, it was a trendy name, and one, and I forget which decade, but I, it was like all at once, like the well, Ashleys. Like I said, I went to school during the Wonder Years decade of the 70s, and it was like two girls, and they both wanted to be called Jenny, not Jennifer. Right. But I'm here to tell you, um, Jennifer Aniston, I think, is prettier now. Than she was on Friends, my opinion. Mm. Prettier now. Jennifer Lopez, prettier now than she was when she was a fly girl on Living Color. Mm-hmm. Or even when she played Selena in the in the movie Selena. Jennifer Beals, or Jennifer Beale mm-hmm. from Flashdance. Have you seen her lately? No, but plenty of it plenty of plenty of women age way better than their given credit for or give themselves credit for. Dude, I had a wicked thing. For Jennifer Beale. Oh, Flashdance was an awakening for many yeah. people. And I'm telling you, it it, 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 show, it woke up certain parts of me more than others. Sure, sure, sure. But I will tell you, she looks better now. Isn't it weird how some sometimes what it, it works? It's Jennifer's. Jennifer Lawrence. When I saw, yeah, what, oh, I saw her in Hunger great. Games, I'm watching Hunger Games going, yeah, the special effects are great. Wow, look, this is really cool. Never even hate it. She just looked like... Oh, she blossomed like mm-hmm. you wouldn't And then believe. they get frozen in time for a while where they don't age. They just kind of stay like, wow, this person really looks like themselves still. And then you never know. Some people just, just fall off a cliff. You just don't know. There's that. you got to hope for the genes to carry you through. You and fall the, off and the a hard cliff work. and hit the ugly tree all the way down. All the way, every branch. You know, And they're not used to that <laughs> because – and some people embrace it and they're okay with it. They're not, they're not vain and they can get over it. They have enough inner strength. And other people, they just, you've seen what they, like, look what Madonna has done to her face. You know, it's so sad. Marlo Thomas. I don't know if you've seen Marlo Thomas lately. That girl. Oh, she used to be so pretty, and now it's, you know, Joker face. It's sad. All I I can tell you, uh, there's a special on, pretty sure it's on Netflix, called Being Mary Tyler Moore. Hmm. Okay. If, If you were ever a fan, watch it. Yeah, it's really an incredible documentary of her life. She's talking through a lot of it herself, okay. and uh, man, you talk about a beautiful woman. Sure, I mean she was just and that. Th- she called, falls out of the you know sexy, cute, beautiful. Yeah. She'd be just absolutely beautiful. And think of what she had to deal with getting through the industry in that era with the how sexism was kind of just. Well, hey, what what was strange it. about it is her show was very big. She was the first divorced woman mm-hmm. to be on a TV show. Yeah, a lot of groundbreaking stuff. The first Mary divorced Tyler woman Moore. to stay out all night right. on a sitcom, yeah. you know, and not come home. Um, the first, you know, woman on TV to have sex, you know, and not be married to somebody. Right. Those and, are big things. When... Yet, yet Gloria Steinem went after her. <laughs> That's rich. About the show. Not her personally, but about the show. and. Yeah. And she's like, no, this is this show is absolutely all about women's lip. Uh, if you're a millennial or Gen X or Gen Zer, you can look up women's lip in a dictionary. A lot of you are going, what's a dictionary? Well, it's a big book with a bunch of words in it. Look it up. Um, it was it was the '70s version of being woke for women. Does that, does that sound like right? Kind of, it's kind of like yeah, sort of like there was a time, obviously, in the '50s and, and '60s, where it was sort of accepted. Guys would work, women would tend the house, raise the kids. Because there was a lot to do, and and there wasn't so much technology to help with it, and you men made enough for how you know the, the the cost of living and your buying power, you could have one income, 
that's what everyone's used to. And then suddenly, 20 years later, like, she wants a job too? That's weird. And I think that that's a whole change in philosophy. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber too, with, with, with uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Um, a very underrated movie. I can't believe the Oscars missed the first one, but <laughs> they gave you a second chance 20 years later. Um, there's a scene in there. He goes, he goes. So who's running this show? Uh, her name is uh, Dr. Barbara Walcott. And you hear Jim Carrey goes, Yeah, a lady doctor. Oh God. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Sure. Um, that's that's some funny shit. But if you get a chance, called Being Married Tyler Moore. Well worth the watch. Um, you could the men who she worked with over the years all flat out admitted that they just they had a crush on her. Sure. Every man who worked Ed Asner said flat out. Well, she's you know, the most, she's the most beautiful person inside now right. I've ever seen. And when I, I can I can guarantee you that guys were smitten with the fact she was funny. I mean, when you're when you're a beautiful woman and you can make and they can make you laugh too, that feels like such a unicorn to some people. I wouldn't settle for anything less. But that I, I could see why it's like you know it's hard to find that. I mean, my marriage. You know who I? You know you heard the term dad jokes. Of course, or puns, or yeah, puns. Yeah, just like silly jokes. In and mine, fun, in my relationship jokes. with my wife, I am absolutely not the one that does that. She is. <laughs> she does these corny dad jokes, and then she'll look at me and go, "I'm pretty funny," and I go, "Yeah, I pat her on the head and go, you're so pretty,' and then just watch her walk away." Um, she really tries. She tries to have a sense of humor, but she fails miserably okay me i'm just naturally funny charming witty mm. humble did i mention humble yes yes you just did so paul i'm gonna take a drink from my cup here my new cup oh that's an ex- looks like a really really expensive cup it is how much was it twenty eight hundred dollars oh boy for that cup how did that uh it's i mean it looks nice but funny, I funny you should ask paul uh the other night I was out uh, at dinner with uh, our friends, Maria and Marshall. They do not listen to the podcast, um, so I'm not going to say anything good or bad about them. Nice people. So, um, I love Cuban sandwiches. Not typically on my diet, because it's a little bit, little bit of bread, but it's thin, kind of hard-pressed bread, mm-hmm. so I didn't figure it was going to kill my diet. By the way, 28 pounds down in my diet. Uh, we did. I did get a tweet from somebody this week. They get at, hashtag or at Goody Two Shoes with two and shoes spelled weird. Um, say, hey Smith, you were talking about your diet you started, but then you stopped talking about it. So guess what? You probably put the weight back on. You're my witness. No, I'm no. 28 pounds down in four months. Wow. When when you found out, hey, you can eat steak all you want. How's that sound? I mean, and it's... all the chicken I want, and all the green vegetables I want. I have expanded vegetables into all kinds of vegetables. I really haven't found the color green being that necessary, but I've avoided uh, starches. I've That's avoided, the main thing. I've avoided. Uh, I I have a 36 case of Mountain Dew out in my garage. I've had for four months. I might have one a week. I think that's okay. You got to do it once in a while to make sure your body doesn't think it's starving. And, and when I tasted it, it's like, wow, this that's is That's the sweet. thing. It's special again. Yeah, yeah. It's like it the really nectar is. of the gods so once yeah, a week. So, yeah, what, is the, what does the cup say, Paul? Let's see. Ackley Dental Group gives you a reason to smile. I don't know about that. So I bit into the Cuban <laughs> and the tooth, not one of my center two teeth, but the tooth on my left side. It was a crown and a root canal from 36 years ago. Oh, man. 
You're probably thinking, Rob, how do you know it was exactly 36 years ago? It was a month that Jesse was born, oldest son. Sticks out a bit, that. that. And and that crown lasted 36 years. In the front, where you do all your biting. I guess it served you well, but it was... It had it. So it was was hanging there. It was a dangling chad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I go into... I, I get a good referral to go to Ackley Dental Group. I don't have a a real dentist that I'm loyal to. I had one when we lived uh, down in Newport Ritchie, but not now. So they're on uh, hits 106.3 WGHR. Um, so I go over and I, I sent an email the night before asking for an emergency appointment. Cause I, I've got gigs coming up. I'm going on vacation next week out of town. So I go in and the doctor comes in and she's uh, she's a beautiful doctor named Dr. Kelly. Hey, Dr. Kelly. Um, She's not listening either, but, you know, whatever. Um, she smelled nice. I will give her that. And she took her, her fingers and put her, her both her fingers, her thumb, and put her finger on my tooth and went, popped that sucker right out. Just, it just literally popped right just out. finished the job. No tools, no vice grips, no needle nose didn't, pliers. She didn't need to. Just L fingers with the little blue gloves, and there it was out again. Ooh. And so she goes, uh, okay, she was going to take some x-rays, took the x-rays, came back, shaking her head, which is kind of like a contractor who comes in and goes like this down your wall. Um, how long do you plan on living in this house? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not usually a good question after some um, knocking. You guys got any kids in this house? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's just setting me up. Yeah. She goes, I hate to break this to you, Mr. Smith, but you got 36 years out of a root canal in the crown on the front. She goes, that's the second longest I've ever heard in my entire practice, which ah. might be six months. I don't know. She was young. It's not success. So she goes, uh, the post that they put in there, not try to freak anybody out who doesn't like the dentist, by the way, but it's my podcast. So she goes, the post that's in there, I could normally just pop you a new crown in and glue it in really good, but she goes, the, the post has worn itself off and there's really nothing there. So we're going to have to put a new post in, a new crown. So I'm thinking, okay. What's this going to be? 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks. Then she goes, by the way, that tooth will not be strong enough to support biting. We're now going to have to grind down the tooth next to it and put a crown in there and attach the two. And I said, you're not going to use that erector set material, are you? And uh, she didn't laugh at that, but I thought that was pretty funny. Wow. Um, Just want it reinforced. I said, I've got my own soldering gun. I have a friend who calls it a soldering gun instead of a soldering gun. You know, I, I could see why somebody would just not make the connection even though they've heard it all their lives. Yeah. It's too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, so you're not going to use a soldering gun, are you? Right. And, no, I'm... And, and she actually laughed and said, well, yeah, but I would numb you first. So I thought that hey, was... Hey, so she's playing a little, little bit of a yeah, sense of good. humor. All right. Hey, like, she's a doctor. She's nice. She's the one she's, with the needle. She can... She's got a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So she jacked me all up with Novocaine. Okay. And right. uh, she goes, you're going to feel, you know, some drilling here. And it's smoke and fire mm. coming out of my mouth. So uh, fast forward two and a half hours later, I've got a temporary crown on both of the teeth. In there nice and solid. I come back on July 18th. It'll probably be right towards the end of uh, this season's podcast. Then I'll have a couple new teeth for $2,800. And... They gave me the cup. And a tumbler. Yeah. So Ackley Dental Group, I am going to give them a nice plug. Uh, I wish it would have been cheaper, but mm. people deserve to get paid what they do. She's got higher education. Yeah. And hey, look, if that keeps if if that's what's gonna fix it and keep it fixed, you don't wanna 
mess around with I got my teeth. Own, I got my own set of Billy Bob teeth I could pop in. Right. I did do that to a dentist once. Oh, boy. He he's probably didn't even flinch. He's like, oh, another you know, yeah. Pasco County? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know you've seen the ones. I've got the good ones. Yeah, I have these, seen them. These weren't cheap. You have to put this mold thing in and oh, shove it up in okay. there and yeah. let it stay on there for like three minutes, harden up. Get it like, and then when you wedge that sucker in there. But I got one tooth going like this, and it really yeah. looks they're, they're awful. So the first time I go in to see this dentist, the the tech is getting me all set. She goes, oh, doctor will be in just a minute. That was, I said, is, so you're going to leave me alone for a minute? She goes, yeah, what are you going to do? I said, I just got something funny planned. You'll enjoy it. So I popped those suckers in, just sat there with my mouth closed. Doctor came in and said, all right, let's have a look. And out my mouth, he literally jumped out of his chair. And I think he piddled. I think he peed a little. Probably. I'm sure and, he pissed in And his he pants. landed and he goes, oh my God, where did you get those? Those are incredible. And uh, yeah. And you said, I no, said, I cannot tell you my secrets. I said, you need to take a picture of these and call it before. He, yeah. And then have would, me smile after you take it. He off. was probably wishing it was real. He's like, I could make a fortune off this guy. Oh, you know our, our friend Ira, who calls into the podcast all of, the time. Of course. When, when I first met Ira over 30 years How ago. How could you yes. forget Ira? Why did you meet him? <laughs> I have been married. I've been married for 17 in a row. But I've known Ira for 30, over 30 years now. Okay. And that's a long time. That is a long time. you got to have a pay, high pain tolerance to deal with ira but he had uh he had several um extra teeth that had grown in to his sinus passages uh. and, and coming out the root i mean it's just one of those weird things people have uh, afflictions like that sometimes where they have their teeth don't form properly and uh and they just kind of go all these different places and he struggled he struggled to uh to eat and be able to breathe and swallow at the same time. So his eating was really weird. It was like he had to get the food in his mouth and get it chewed up quick and swallow it so he could breathe. And I sat down with him because, uh, you know, I was not the sharpest tool in the shed. And uh, he does listen to the podcast. And right now he's going, why would Rob say that about me? It's true, Ira. So I said to him, when you when you going back up to New York next, he told me, contact the New York City Dental School show up, mm-hmm. look at them, and go, ta-da! And I guarantee you, they will fix all of your situation for nothing. Because I used to work for the Indiana State Dental Board back in the early 80s. Okay. So I know dental schools are looking for people like that. Right, So right, they can right. teach oral surgery, so they can teach placement. They need guinea pigs. Literally, Practice. the next time I saw him, all those teeth had been removed, other teeth had been fixed, and he's got a beautiful smile now. I, if only he had a beautiful face to go along with it. Yeah, you can't. Well, you got to do one piece at a time. He has a face for a podcast. Maybe you can. Yeah, he does. Maybe, maybe you could uh, get him like a optometrist. We could work on his eyes next. Yeah, like a like a nose doctor. <laughs> yeah, a rhinologist. Is that what? So eventually he'll he'll look like Marlo Thomas. <laughs> oh boy, I hope so. Maybe. maybe <laughs> I hope he looks like Marlo Thomas in the 60s, although that would actually be weirder now that I say that. Yeah, okay. Maybe you have a, Maybe he just looks like a... You having a quick flashback fantasy of Ira dressed in a... Yeah, that doesn't a, sound a, good a blue either. jumper? I, I don't know if I want to see him dressed as old Marlo either, so maybe he just stays as Ira. Well, we got to get one uh, topic out of the way. It's been uh, dominating the news for the last week. What's your thoughts about the sub that went boom? Oh, man. it's. I mean, it's just... <sighs> Hubris would be the word that comes to mind. Um, this guy clearly ignored warnings after warning. That's one of the first things to come out. Just, you know, this is why privatization of stuff like this is bad because it's 
always a, when there's money involved and there's budgeting involved and it's on a small scale like that people are going to cut corners and it came it was very evident he cut corners people warned him hey man something's wrong with this there's there's a cracking sound they and yet he still was willing to risk all those he should have gone down alone if he was going to ignore those warnings and tell people he knew better not risked for other people who, you know, this kid didn't even want to go. He went with his dad for Father's Day, and he fucking dies on this sub. It's just so tragic Yeah, I actually him. read that article. So, that's, he, it's he, like, did, he didn't really want to go, but he went just with so his destroy, dad. That destroyed me. And, and, this, uh, and, and some people might think this is kind of cold and callous, and I don't ever want to uh, make light of No, of I think death. there's some people that... We talk about on here, you know, we talked about doing a segment. This week in school shootings, as morbid as that may sound, that's how bad our country has gotten that two guys doing a podcast could do a segment called This Week in School Shootings. It's become almost oh, a weekly occurrence. Absolutely. Um, it's normalized, and that's not a good thing that we're desensitized. And by the way, if we were in the newspaper era, school shootings would be on, like, page three. Yeah, it would be a section. You'd have sports, opinion, school shootings. editorial, Culinary. Yeah. Um, but my, my theory on this is very similar to, wow, I can't believe Dale Earnhardt got killed in a car crash. Who knew the alligator hunter would be killed by a wild animal? Right. Amy Winehouse overdosed on drugs. There are just certain things that go without saying. Um, do you ever watch a TV show called Expedition Unknown? No. It's yeah. got it's got it's got a guy named Josh Gates who's a heavy set ginger guy who basically pretends to be Indiana Jones. He does okay. All these crazy archaeological things around the world. It's a fun show. It's humorous. Um, we, my wife and I, enjoy watching it. It's one of our shows we tolerate together. Um, but he was invited to go on the sub with Stockton. Right. I've heard a couple and, of instances. And, and, and he went. All they did was put it through its paces in a harbor. Right. And he said, I just felt the risk was too great. I felt the risk was too great. Um, he said, especially when I noticed he was controlling it with an Xbox controller. It was a, uh, I think, a Logitech, uh, which can be used for PC and other things. But this, it, it looks just, and it's the same thing, wireless controller that relies a lot on a stable connection. And if you lose that connection, I mean, it doesn't take much. You, you and I both know you want to guarantee audio, you use a wired mic, not a wireless Thank mic. Thank you. If exactly. you want to guarantee it. Yeah. If you, like I said, when you do a wedding ceremony, I hand them a wired mic. I don't want that mic going out in the middle of heaven. I've, I've had brides yell at me for that because whatever you screw up at the wedding, that was the most important thing. Yeah, and it's all your fault because yeah. the audio equipment, you were controlling it like this. But but anyway, just the, you could see that's an exa- that's one example you just brought up of cutting corners. You know, it'll work. It'll work. Okay, maybe it'll work once. Is it safe? They, they wanted them to test it. He U.S. Was- military-grade submarines, mm-hmm. I believe... Their depth is just a shade over 2,500 feet deep. I think that's I think that's the crush depth. Right. Which what people don't understand what a launch window means. I've explained that on the podcast where they shoot the shuttle off at uh, at 12:36 exactly because that way when it gets out of the atmosphere, the space station is right there, and they don't have to use a lot of fuel. That's why they shoot off rockets mm-hmm. at specific times. Also, precision, precise, precision is so important. Yeah, precise, precise, precision. Precise, precision. Got to do those three things. Easy for me to say. In in real estate, it's location, location, and location. Here's precision mission. But uh, it's called crush depth. What crush depth is defined as a pinhole. A pinhole 
in an item mm -hmm. will cause the the thing to implode like a catastrophic implosion a, a pinhole is the, the, it was 22,000 feet of pressure per square inch mm -hmm. and a square inch is about like that it's 20,000 pounds of pressure just on that that's going to yeah. crush that instantaneously yeah. um and I had somebody say, well, that's, that's just, uh, I couldn't believe this person said this and said it with a straight face. Well, that's, I don't believe that implosion bullshit because if that's the case, then you wouldn't have found the Titanic, you know, where it was in the first place. It would have imploded. Jesus Christ. Dude, air holes, portholes, pockets, air. All the air he was just doesn't understand out. basic physics. It doesn't understand basic physics. So um, yeah, and that's and that's you know how repeatedly one of the things if you you know I think everybody's kind of been keeping up with the story. No one really thought they were still alive, but everyone wants a resolution. And one of the, the themes I kept seeing was people were reporting a cracking sound in the some a cracking sound. You know this was made out of carbon fiber, which was never tested or designed to be used at that depth. So. You just talked about the pinhole length. Everything points to a slight enough crack led to a catastrophic implosion. Because they were deep enough. Ultimately, uh, you know, the guy who did it, imagine if he'd lived through it. Right. He'd be like John Ismay, who got on the lifeboat at the Titanic and he ridiculed for the rest of his life. Right, right. on a lifeboat when men, women, and children were getting killed. If this guy had just sent other people down, I can only imagine the shit storm he would be facing right now. Yeah. But also, I, I, I say, you know, if you can look at really cool pictures of the Titanic on a TV show, that's good for me. Yeah. If you really want to have fun, find a waterproof TV, put it under, into your pool, and get a diving suit, and dive down and look at it that way. Right. Be safe. It, it, I, I'm okay with taking risks and doing mm -hmm. fun stuff, but I'm turning 60 in a couple of weeks. Yep. You know, I, I, I got a lot less sunsets uh, come in my way than I used to. Yeah, I don't want to take a risk. Yeah, the the uh, just the the mind-boggling that people that that guy would put the billionaire. I, I that I'm not so surprised with because there's a sense of immortality and invincibility that comes with people of that absurd wealth. But him pressuring or pressuring his kid to go with him without the guarantee that this thing was really safe. It just incredible levels of 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 again hubris. This this arrogant bravado to that leads to your own demise is all i can think of and he brought the kid with him you know the diver those people the experts that's their choice it's still a tragedy i question why they'd go knowing that there's issues but um the ceo very just a very selfish decision and there's a chain of selfish decisions along the way is what seems to be coming out so sucks all around really there's no there's nothing i know there's there's people celebrating because a couple of billionaires died i don't think that's the right message to take here it's more uh, the, the risks of unchecked wealth getting to do shit like this on their own with very little oversight and some of the and then you know the public gets to deal with the expenses of the search mission and, and taxpayers have to it's like oh more of that socialism for us. Sorry if those people lost their lives doing something that was kind of really not necessary. And they told them a million times not to. Yeah. That's the other part. Ultimately, you know? it is sad. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of got a little bit of relief knowing that it happened just like that. Right. And yes. And they didn't experience yeah, any as far, terror as far or, as we know. stuff at the end of their lives. Yeah, we, so. we, don't, we hope, I hope not. I don't care who it is. I don't want, I don't wish that on anybody. Today could be. 
a monument. Hey gang, do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show, brought to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree. All right, so Dave, uh, Dave, Dave, Anthony just got paid. So uh, I'm going to go uh, read yours first. So that yeah, you so can that way if you out, we can build up. A, mm, big build up. I want it to be, if it's going to be good, let's do it right. All right. Are you ready, Paul, for your three Florida Man headlines? Those of you playing at home, good luck. And as <laughs> Mel Brooks would say, may the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. A Florida Man gets drunk and steals Penguin from Theme Park. Returns the bird the following day. Once he became sober, That's Florida man gets drunk and steals a penguin from a theme conscience. park. Okay. Returns bird the following day. Once he was sober. Okay. All right. Boy. All right. So that's an adventure. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Let's see if the second Florida man is more believable. Florida man caught posing as middle school student to play in a youth football game. I don't know why I picture a guy with a goatee, but. <laughs> Florida man caught posing as a middle school student okay. to play in a youth football game. Not even high school. Right. That's the part that gets Middle me. school. Okay. All right. All right. And, and your then? third option, not that your first two haven't been great. <laughs> this is Florida man blames on. cat for child pornography on computer. Well, that's the realest thing I've heard because there's no way a guy's ever going to say, oh, yeah, that's my child porn. Florida uh, man <laughs> blames cat okay. for child pornography on computer. Okay. Paul, I will tell you this right now. This is not We've fun. been doing this since season five. We're almost to season ten. Okay. So we've done 50 episodes, and all we needed to get out of jail was get 21 of them right. Uh, and it's come down to this. And I say I'm holding in my hand the hardest card I've ever read to you. I I know. I'm sorry. That's I okay. wish I would have picked one that was blatantly I, I, obvious for you. I mean, but you know it was random. I watched with my own eyes. We picked face down. Uh, I purposely don't want to overthink it. Right. I mean, Florida man gets drunk, steals penguin from theme park, mm-hmm. returns it the following day once he was sober. Oh shit! Florida man caught posing as a middle school student to play in a youth football game. That sounds weird to me, but holy shit, it's yeah. not the weirdest thing that's been real. And finally, Florida man blames cat for child pornography yeah. on computer. And I want to apologize to our listeners. If I wasn't staring at this card, I would be flipping you off right now if you pulled this card for me. Because I'd go, this is the hardest card. This is a bad one. Because these are all terrible, and these are all two, plausible. Yeah, and, and two of them are like sound like complete bullshit for, to me. So that means it's still, even if I'm guessing, I'm guessing. So this and that's presuming that I eliminate the right one because sometimes I don't. This will this will get you to one day. Right. Okay. We still I, got, we, including this episode, we got six episodes left this year. Yeah. I want out of jail this year, and I'm sure you do too. I do. I th- I know which one I'm going to guess. You're tired of the commissary food, and it's uh, you know. You're tired of the middle of the night rapes. I am. Ah. It's just so invasive. Can I just read my? You book? give up ass, or are you just blowing people? 
I usually just try to curl up in fetal position and stay in the corner and, and, and go, to your ha- go to your happy place. Go to my happy place yeah. and pre- pretend it's all a dream. All right. I think I'm, I'm going to... I'm doing a Netflix to... special on comedy. I'm doing a Netflix special on comedy. Okay. God. So again, I'll drug, you, I, penguin, I, I, middle school student, football player, or cat for child I, I really don't know how you, you get away with a penguin and then return it, but every time I pick the stupidest answer, I'm wrong. So I'm going to go with the other stupid answer, and I'm going to pick... The middle school, because I don't know how you can pull off being a middle school player as an adult. So I think the middle one, the middle school guy, is the bullshit fake answer, and that's the way it goes. Those of you at home, in your car, on your phone, listening to the podcast, please punch in your answer. They've locked in their answers. The answers are America. If you chose middle school student... Paul, I, I, normally I would be laughing at your troubles. Tell me it's the last one. But that's the hardest one. Is it? This is the hardest card. I should give you this. <laughs> that's okay. I, I, uh, which one is the right answer? The penguin. It is the penguin. See? I talked myself out of it again. Every time I, I start down a path where I go and I pick, I pick, I pick, and I pick, I've been picking the worst ones. Okay, so I guess middle schoolers can pass as adults now. We've achieved nirvana, apparently. I don't know. All right, let's get you out here. Well, we'll see if I make it. Let's do it. Now, so so either either I'm going to hear the toilet sound or I'm going to hear the freedom sound. So yes, toilet or freedom. It's right. it's really there's no in between when it comes to those things. Florida man gets stuck in chimney after dressing up as Santa to surprise family. Florida man arrested after asking deputies to test meth's quality. Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. So I'll read those again. One of these, the incorrect answer, one of these is fake. Florida man gets stuck in chimney after dressing up as Santa to surprise family. Florida man arrested after asking deputies to test meth's quality. Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. That's a very specific amount of Crisco. Um, 18 tons tons. of Crisco. Another day older in a Crisco. Reminds me of that Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Yeah, kind of. Eighteen tons. What do you get? Close, close enough. A whole lot of lard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, what was the first I'll one again? Read those again. Uh, Florida man gets stuck in chimney after dressing up as Santa to surprise family. Florida man arrested after asking deputies to test meth's quality. Florida man steals thirty-six thousand pounds of Crisco. That's a lot. A lot, a lot. Of shortening. As Jim Carrey would say in Dumb and Dumber, I, I like, like it a lot. I like it a lot. Lots of shortening. Thomas' little baby <sighs> like shortening. All right, short. I mean, this is this is the moment I've been waiting for for five seasons. It is. It's, it's not much easier, finally, honestly. Finally, get out of Florida Man Jail. I may have had some crazy, crazy answers on my card, but your, yours are kind of. 
just all about middle of the road. That's not that easy either. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We have a live caller on the line. Who is this? My name is Ira. Oh, I... Are you supposed to say milk on the airplane? Milk and brandy, me amo Ira. <laughs> milk on the brandy? You're supposed to say, when we say welcome to the LC podcast, you're supposed to say milk on the airplane. <laughs> literally, I, I don't know. How did I, he must have known we were we were. I were we, we literally were just talking about you specifically on the podcast, Probably like ten minutes ago. Yeah, and we are playing Florida Man. Oh, nice! And now you you have been helpful in some of your past yeah. calls, and you have been hurtful in some <laughs> of your past calls. So now here's the deal: I'm down to one day in jail. If I get this right, I get out of Florida Man Jail. Florida Man Jail. So I think I've got the idea of which one I think is fake. I'm going to have Paul okay. read you my three choices, and I'll take your input. I won't necessarily do what you what, what you think. But I think I'll take you kind of got your direction, but it's good to get another set of eyes and ears here. Okay, right. so listen, Ira. Here, right. are the three choices. here are the three choices I have. All right, Ira. We've got Florida Man gets stuck in chimney. After dressing up as Santa to surprise family, Florida man arrested after asking deputies to test meth's quality. Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. So I'll, I'll read those again. Kind of all just sort of boom, boom, boom. Florida man gets stuck in chimney after dressing up as Santa to surprise family. Florida man arrested after asking deputies to test meth's quality. Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. I'm going to have to go with Florida man steals 36,000 pounds of Crisco. Okay, so you think it's Crisco. Yes. That's the fake one, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm torn between two. The Santa one sounds believable. It really does sound believable. But I would ask you and Ira, Paul, what homes in Florida have chimneys Not all of them have Not all of them have And when they do have them, are they legitimately big enough for a person to climb up and down? Thirdly, somebody who is rich and has a massive fireplace and a huge chimney would would and might be stupid enough to try shit like that. Dusty got stuck in chimney, just to just to clarify. So it wasn't right. wide enough. So I'm leaning I'm leaning towards the thirty six thousand pounds of Crisco. I'm leaning towards that. Because yeah. that Have you eliminated the meth one? Is yeah, that a, I've kind of eliminated I, that. To me I that was like what that. I, I eliminated the third one. It didn't help me, but it it <laughs> okay. it I'm, right. I'm thinking it's the 36,000 pounds of Crisco because I don't think anyone would ever have a need for 36,000 pounds of Crisco. Maybe he stole a truck that was loaded with 36,000 pounds of Crisco. Therefore, point. he didn't know it was in there. Your Honor, they planted it on me. I mean, they could be looking to cook some fish. <laughs> well, I mean, you got a point. The shortening... Can be All used right, to I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going with 36,000 pounds of Crisco. Yeah. Either I'm out of jail or I'm adding a day. What is it, Paul? 
It looks like you will be adding a day, unfortunately. <laughs> because somebody just doesn't want this game to end. Someone up there is like, you know what? You, you know what? Solia was a day away at one point. Then he was two days. Then he was three. And he's, I would have had five now. I think I'm, I think I've got like, I'm moving backwards. Well, could it, the people that are up, could it be those people from the, Submersible, or what, but that would that would be down there. So sorry about that. Right, maybe. No, I think we lost uh, we lost contact with them once uh, he decided to take a, a a gaming controller down there as his navigating device. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what could what, go wrong? What could go wrong? <sighs> oh, man, what a bummer! I was so effing close, and the thirty six thousand pounds of Crisco. That had to be an accident. Who would steal? I mean, that's that's a right. that's a lot of that's oil for an orgy. Thirty-six thousand. Right. That must have been the max capacity. I didn't know the. I didn't know. To be fair, I didn't know they had shortening trucks, unless it was an entire Cisco truck filled with Crisco. Maybe that was it. In that refrigerated. Well, Ira, uh, what am I going to say? Thanks for nothing. He tried. Yeah, I mean, somebody doesn't want this in. Nope. Could it be me? It could be. Well. The good news is you got next week and next week. You got two more cracks at it before you're more than a day out. Because you were one day out, right? I think you were one. I was one. Now up to two. because it's Florida, man, and they do crack down here? Is that what it is? I'm stuck in there for two more days. Two more days. Two more so, days. Uh, well, what about the crack you were saying? Like Florida man does crack or something? Oh, well, we, we, we've had plenty of Florida man uh, questions involving crack. It's kind of like the, floor, it's the Florida State uh, fruit next to the orange. Uh-huh. Is that Paul get a chance to get out of jail now? What's going on? Or was that dinner? I'm at five. Am I at five days now? I think I'm. I think I yeah, was. You, at, you were. You were. You were at three. You went up. Yeah. So you're now uh, at five, and I'm up to. And you're at two. Two. So, if I get one, I'll be back to close, but I can't get out. And if you miss, you're still within one question. If you get it right next week, you're still out. While we have uh, Ira on the phone, we should ask him, what was your favorite 25-cent arcade game that you played growing up? What was your personal favorite? That's a good question. I liked Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man. Miss (laughs) Pac-Man. He liked, you know, the bow, the lady. Yeah, exactly. It was better. It had more mazes. She was a a classy broad. Waka, 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 waka. I mean, you know, Fred's up there, too, but I say Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna be. That's our Mount Rushmore this week. Is uh, the top four of famous uh, twenty five twenty five cent era arcade machines. Not for that double quarter nonsense. For you know, all the rich kids got Nintendo and you know. And then they turned all the arcade games into claw machines. Exactly. So uh, Ira, we appreciate the call uh, very much. Yeah. I will be having uh, lunch with uh, Ira tomorrow, Paul. Oh. Actually, it's today, actually. You're going to do it today, actually. Nope, we're you not going to be able to do it today. today. We're, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of the podcast due to my, uh, Soup tooth, is not a lunch. my tooth thing. So if we can put it off for tomorrow, I'm there. But uh, if not, you go have your uh, birthday lunch. We're going to get together before I go out of, vaca- out of town on vacation. Bye-bye. Have a good day, guys. All right, brother. Take care, right, hey, Iris, say something cool. Something cool. you got to love Ira. I love Ira. Even though he basically just... He, he he sided he, with me. I was he, thinking he came in. He brought all the bad mojo, and he and fucked then, everything yeah, up. And now now you're off. back in jail again. That's all right. It, it, it's it's you're still on the cusp. 
show. Well, guys, that's going to take care of uh, segment one. We'll be back with uh, segment two uh, right after this. You're listening to The Lighter Side of Dark with Solio and Smith. I am Smith. Hey, I'm Solio. And we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor, CMX Cinemas, the Cinebistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX Cinebistro Hyde Park is a one-of-a-kind elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cinebistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cinebistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner. to the second segment of the show where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge well we're not worrying about uh, getting out of jail anymore because this is the music segment back to something happy and uplifting you know it would make a nice uh mount rushmore what's that jail songs sure songs that involve prison or jail yeah get your mug out start clanging it along yeah exactly we want real food. Uh, the first one you got to carve in there is Folsom. Yeah, I mean, he went and played it for a bunch of them, for, for God's sake. It's Absolutely. What gets more prison than Folsom Prison Blues? I love it in that movie. Oh. In the movie, I Walk the Line. He goes, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, we're, we're happy with all the records you've been selling for us and all, but uh, we're not real sure about this uh, playing for a bunch of, you know, uh, murderers and rapists. Yeah. You know, that's not, a, lot of, a lot of your people are church-going folk. And he goes, well, they're good Christians, then... They'll understand why I'm doing it. I mean, yeah, I was what, what was the the? If you don't mind me, not to, to to hijack this, but what was the story behind him wanting to play, or the decision to play for prisoners? Is that well, specific? He, he had been arrested three times. Okay. In in his life, and he did do some. Uh, I, I don't want to use the term hard time. He did some some string at the at county. Okay. Before he became big. That's one thing they don't cover a lot in the movie. Yeah. They seem to avoid those things. Interesting. It's weird. They should humanize them by showing the flaws. Yeah. And uh, so he, he had, and then he 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 received like, you know, all kinds of letters and fan mail from, started okay. receiving letters and fan mail from guys in prison. Gotcha. Women that wanted to have sex with him and men that might have, I don't know, wanted to have sex with him. But either way, but they they identified with him. So gotcha. he that's why he, uh, when he had, 
the the rights to do an album of his choice, which was very rare at that time. Right. Um, he decided to do uh, Folsom. It's interesting because it's like it, it just it still stands out. It's one of those songs that everybody who knows Johnny Cash knows Folsom Prison. That oh. that, that iconic intro. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, and this live performance at a prison. It's just such a unique story. So. Uh, th- another group. Um, it was an alternative group. Did a version. Yeah, Everlast. Okay. So they covered. Who are you those. trying to get crazy with Whitey? <laughs> Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> We gotta we gotta consider Fun. we gotta consider adding uh, adding prison uh, songs. Uh, yeah, prison or uh, or or you know. Time to talk fuck ball. Fuck, fuck. fuck you. Fuck it up. popular segment with our listener listeners wherever the case may be we're doing a segment called funky mix or funk you i've kind of looking like you turned the lighter side of dark into lsd which mm-hmm. i thought was br- brilliant on on your part i'm surprised that it never made sense to me um but yeah funk you so we have been highlighting funk bands uh some of the bands we've done have been uh, uh obviously earth wind and fire uh parliament did them as well uh, last week I did uh, LTD back in love again, um, and uh, we're, we're saving a couple of the biggies for towards the end of the season because mm-hmm. we don't want to blow through all of the uh, all the good ones at the beginning. My funk group, mm-hmm. everybody has heard of, but a lot of people don't know the group's name. They incorporate a lot of oh, stuff this, that people aren't used. To. Is this the fifth dimension? Oh, oh, Heat Wave, yeah. yeah. What an interesting way to start a song. Yeah. I love when they choose instrumentation that is a little bit counter the mainstream. Yeah, counterculture to what yeah, a little bit. Sometimes they'll throw flutes when in. It hits, it hits, though. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of, I think, what it happened. It makes the intro more. I know as a DJ, we would skip that, but if I'm listening to the car, I might let the whole thing play to let it hit. Such a great song. If you can picture a soul train in your head immediately, that, that's a good song. Uh, Boogie Nights. 
by Heat Wave. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, Boogie Nights. Uh, another hit funk song from Heat Wave. What the heck is going on? I'm hearing two songs at once. two songs at the same time something's yeah i'm not sure i still have uh, mine on pause something's up here was that a super mix oh, here we go. so this is groove line it's a fuck you now a lot of people are saying yeah how, how are you really explaining what is a funky song. Imagine either of these songs without that bass slapping in the background. I mean, it's just it's just these songs are not the same song. Yeah, the bass plays such a prominent role in, in driving that funky beat, which I love. I love bass. It's such an underrated aspect of a... Of a you know, it goes up high and then descends. The bass is the star of a lot of 70s music, yeah. uh, and I love that. Yeah, there's a song playing in the background here, yet we have nothing playing. That is so is weird. Is that coming from your computer? No. Oh, it is. It was. I'm so sorry. It Paul, was auto-loading. Hold out your hand. It was auto-loading. You and your little Apple product over there, it just has a it, fucking oh, no. mind of its own. It was a Billboard database Billboard I'm site. wearing hearing aids over here, and I'm thinking I'm getting like voices talking on my fucking head. The other funky song that people may have heard by Heatwave. People are shaking their head going, no, Rob, I've never heard this. But actually, I believe it charted. It didn't chart near as high as Boogie Nights or uh, yeah, sometimes it's on control and you just forget. This is called Ain't No Half Stepping. Ain't No Half Stepping. So Heat Wave is my uh, seventh choice mm-hmm. for funky groups, funky songs. Funk, funk, funky. So now Paul's turn to talk about... So I chose a group that I wasn't really uh, very familiar with before I was a DJ, and it wasn't until I did a party that had more of a funk focus in the cocktail hour. I think I was doing a wedding a few years back, and they wanted so, um, a good amount of funk during cocktail hour. So I'm like, okay, let me do a little diving and just digging through some funk that I think might fit. And I came across a group called Confunction that I they even have funk in the title. I know. How did I miss them? Um, and they did have they had a couple of hits. Nothing, you know, that's the thing. They weren't incredibly commercial, but they were sort of around a lot of those and influenced by a lot of the R&B and funk bands. You know, heavily influenced by James Brown, who wasn't Sly and the Family Stone, who wasn't, but. You know that that was sort of the the vibe that they that they went with. Um, this was one of their higher judged songs called Fun. So capital F, little F, 
that bass you were just talking about. Say got to be enough. He was a. Could just have kind of a, a funky groove. I'm looking this is an all skate in the regular right. direction. Has a lot of that feel. And and as I was thinking through, I'm like, you know, they don't really have that many streams, which would indicate they're not like a, they, they're just not commercially popular. But in terms of background funk and just kind of capturing the feel. I'm like, I kind of like these guys. Yeah, they got a good horn section, too, which is also right. kind of a definition for a funky band. I know. So I, I love the, the horns. Um, this is a love strike. This is a little bit of a slower jam. This happens to be their most streamed out about 16 million. Uh, but everyone's got to throw in a slow Discovered by the Germans, 1909. That, that is, yes. Means whale's vagina. I do believe so. Wasn't it? Doesn't that mean Saint Diego? No, uh, I don't believe so. I, I'm not quite sure where you're getting your information from. I just, I, but you know, I'm kind of a big deal. Gotta love Ron Burgundy. Um, yeah, I like I like the choice, man. You know, I know I know you like funk in general. I know it's it's not a group that again I, I hadn't heard of it, but listening through their stuff, I'm like, you know what? This is when I'm looking for new things that is not the stuff I always have to play. When I when I want to listen to music for pleasure, sometimes it's hard to think because I don't want it to be work music. So where do you draw that line? And 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 it was I enjoyed listening yeah, for, to for her. example out uh, when my wife has me working in the uh, sweatshop mm-hmm. uh, I can, aka I furniture fact <laughs> yeah I can I can yell out to a l e x a um, to uh, and I just say play the 80s funk station right and and you'll get a lot of you'll get some deep cuts probably you'll, with you'll, that. you'll, you'll get some you'll get some really good hip hop some really good funk yeah because uh, 80s funk is a specific genre you're asking for and I know that that's right in there. That's yeah. like there's the all skate stuff you were just talking I did, about. I did three three Friday nights. Uh, it was first Friday in Clearwater, uh-huh. and it was called the first Friday Funk Fest. That's right and up I your did, alley. And man. I did three Fridays in a row. Yeah, they actually, they because they just closed down a, a street section, and I had two Bose systems, one going one way mm-hmm. and one going the other, and I filled that street with funk. Yeah, and I had. Uh, People just going by, just shaking their head, How can and nodding, and smiling at me, like, "Oh man, that's the shit right there." There's not all, not too many genres of music that you can point to and say that is always going to put you in a good mood if you're listening to that style. And but funk is one of those genres for me where you hear it and it's like, "Ah, oh, you just have to move a little bit and, and it can cheer you up." Uh, so, yeah, I like that we're doing the funk. 
Well, as uh, Dave Anthony would say, it's time now for our second music segment. All right, time for our uh, sex song segment. And I'm doing a first here. I'm doing a first. I have What's never this? done this in the history of all of our oh, music. Boy. I'm using the same group for funk that I'm using for sexy song. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's show the versatility. Oh, I know which one you're going to always. Yeah. Oh, yes. Same group, gang. Same group, Heat Wave. Yeah. Always and forever. Always and forever. This could be a slow dance beforehand. Well, this this is in the top ten of heavy hitter slow songs. If you've got the right crowd, because I mean the demographics matter. The song's almost fifty years old, right? So it'll cover even older people know this song. Oh, absolutely. But it's just it's just got that perfect Caucasian thump. Yeah, right. Thump. Which you know. Like a lot of the slow ones do. Yeah. They love that. They can just sort of step around. There is an incredible version of, of Always and Forever. And I think... Uh, no, that isn't it. Let's try it down here. Yeah. This song is six minutes and 14 seconds long. Okay. Same song. It sounds exactly the same. See? But the ending is incredible. This is normally how the song ends, right here. And then it fades out for radio right here, but now listen to this. So an extra minute 40 here. Listen to this part. Imagine that, a run that he hits. Boy, do I know what Prince listened to growing up. <laughs> That's great, man. Does the last note strictly a cappella with nothing? And it, it, I mean, this is incredible. Listen up. radio purposes yeah six minutes and 14 seconds long on that version so yeah. i have that marked on my laptop as always in forever good version good version now, yeah like that's your extended play now, why why am i playing that in sexy songs it was on my panty parter cd that version and but here's as, as a dj i'm telling you right now i have got more dates from that song while at a dj show okay um, I know I taught you this when you were taking the fame class over a decade ago. You were a great student. You learned a lot. 
Now, you weren't married then, so you know you never can tell. Um, if there's a single girl at a party, I say you catch her looking at you, and she catches you looking at her, and you know she's not there with anybody, and you're not there with anybody. So what I would do is, very subtly, because I'm an incredibly good motivator, I would uh, kind of make eye contact with the girl while on the microphone and say something like this. All right, guys, this next, uh, this next song is a lady's choice. That means, ladies, you can go up and ask anybody, any man at this party. He has to dance with you. No excuses, gentlemen. None. If a lady comes out, holds out her hand, says, dance with me, you have to dance with her. And then I play that version. Yeah. Because I know it's 6 minutes and 14 seconds long. And 9 out of 10 times, the girl would walk up to my table and go, Hi, uh, would you dance with me? And I would go, Oh, no, I, I'm not sure. No, no, you said no excuses. Mm-hmm. So they played right in, like, into my trap they walked, right? Mm-hmm. And that'd be, and this song was such a great song to dance with them to. But I also know it's essentially as long as two songs. So I'm right. getting two songs out of dancing with the girl and so and as you know sometimes as as a dj you've seen this they don't always do things at the pace and the speed and they they don't always listen immediately sometimes it takes a minute for them to get the courage to ask or be convinced to get their wife to dance or to go ask that girl to dance or for her to ask him so that extra minute or two by the time they get on the dance floor they can actually enjoy a full song's worth and for some reason, with slow dancing, it doesn't matter as much because you're not tiring them out. It, it, you're just letting them have a five-minute conversation almost. You can look right. at it that way. Ebbs and, and flows. Exactly. Gotta, you know, got to be between the ebbs and the and, flows. And so they could even talk while they're doing it. It just gives them an excuse. If they want to break away, they can. But, but a slow song, I think, can be longer. And it buys time on the front end sometimes. Um, that's also a good way to sort of break the ice. If, if, if you know, it's a party where maybe not everyone knows each other. And the old business cards you used to have were standard business cards that had nothing on the back. Mm-hmm. And I would I would hand them a card and say, "Listen, if you ever need a DJ, I hope you'll call me. And if you're interested in maybe going out, call the number on the back." And I wrote my oh number. Boy, on the you, back. you were you were really on now, the hunt there. In now. thirty-six years, yeah. next month it'll be thirty-six years. Next month is my anniversary. Thirty-six years. That's worked for me 20 times. That song has worked for me 20, sure. di- 20 times getting dates during the time when I was single. Yeah, it's, it's a great I mean, example. I, I get them now while I'm married, but they're not yeah, really yeah. dates anymore. It's just I meet them at a hotel. They're not official. Have, right. I, yeah, I meet them at a hotel and have sex with them. You I don't think it's a date. Yeah, you can't put that on record. Yeah. That doesn't look good. you got to shut your phone honey. off yeah. so the wife doesn't have you learn Right, of course. See, so this is the first. I use the same group for funk. Yes. And I use the same group for the sexy song. So I'm amazing. And you're in my presence. Versatility. It's it's un, unparalleled. There you go. Big words. I don't know what they mean again. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. All right. So there we go. Paul, I think you got it. who's your sexy you know, song I was having. I went off the board this week or, or, or wild. So I I'm, hate I'm, to break this to you, Paul. You're you're off the board a lot. I am very off the board. So I was trying. You ever thought of being a comedian? That's a good idea. I should right. try it. Once in a while, hop on stage, tell a few jokes, jump off, do something else, play some music. Absolutely. I, I was trying to think, like, I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble, so, what okay. But then I like that sometimes we are talking about either beforehand or during or after, and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes there's songs that I like, could picture playing afterwards, that so, wouldn't be so, good. So you're talking... This is post. Foreplay, bang, bang, bang time, and then cuddle time. Post, this is the post-game report. Um, maybe when you're just laying there... You're spooning. And... Yeah, maybe maybe just uh just kinda hanging out and you're just like laying there. You're not really gonna do anything else, but 
Ooh, Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. And nice. I love, I love Christy. I love Christy. So, I I didn't really. It just kind of came on my 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 mix that I sometimes you know whatever era I'm listening to. And I'm like, if I was gonna pick a Fleetwood Mac song, just lay in bed, naked, I'd probably pick even Landslide. Hard to imagine. Yeah. That we're, but I, I get your point with this, this song. It's more just kind of laying there. Not like this isn't a song I would want to like make out to or do. But it's kind of like it's like a real nice message. Like I love, I love screwing you. Basically, I like you make it fun. I, I love hanging out with you. It's kind of got the little clobby sound of the '70s, which is a little. Yeah. Somebody said to me, I never would have expected. You it. have to listen to an entire Barbara Streisand live CD. Uh huh. While you're banging Halle Berry, I could I could force my way through that. Sure. Sure. I could. Yeah, well, yeah, because you, you know, what do you think? Uh, memories? Evergreen? <laughs> I would have no problem. Maybe Any not. other time in my life. Guilty. I'd, 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 That's I'd, a little faster. I'd have trouble staying in the room while that music's on. In this case, <laughs> I wouldn't have any trouble staying <clears throat> in the room, if you know what I mean. Of course, of course. Let subtle, it all hang out. A subtle head for my dick is hard. Um, but, yeah. No, that's a, that's an interesting choice. You know, uh, we, it, we we really hadn't thought about post coitus. Well, yet. and that's the thing is, some I, I picture like sometimes you need a break. You're just laying there next to your lover, and maybe you're a little sweaty. You just but you kind of just want to chat and laugh a little bit. I could if that came on at that point, I would be like, oh, this is nice. This, this is, is good. This is so good. you know, plus the heart rate's elevated at that point. So a faster song is a little. It's like a. I don't know. I it was it it it. it I see what me. you're talking about. It, it's a puzzle piece, right? It might right. be a, it might be a puzzle piece and with a lot of specific. colors in it, but it's important to be there. Right, I'll give you that. All so right. the context I think matters, but interesting. Yeah, want to want to try and be a little wild. With it. Next week, my uh, sex song is going to be uh, "Slow Dance and Sway into the Music" by Johnny Rivers. Okay, I like that we are covering everything. Beautiful here. '70s, kind of just grooving song. Nice, though. yeah. Because once you get them dancing, then you get into the pantsing. Dancing before the pants and dancing before the pants. The free pants. Dance, dancing before the pants and <laughs> dance for pants. That's what Grandpa said. Excellent. Well, that's going to take care of uh, segment number two, our music segment. We hope everybody has uh, enjoyed yourself so far. We're having an absolute blast. We make it. We yeah, we make podcasts fun. We make ourselves laugh. So this is episode one twelve of the Lifestyle Dark podcast. Uh, next week we keep teasing everybody. Next week we will be doing our back in time segment. Uh, we've put it off a couple times. We've still got six episodes to go. It's not like we're going to forget it. Our back in time segment where uh, both uh, Solio and myself will pick um, a, a, a place in time to go back to. Uh, I think we do three, don't we? we? Usually do three? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Three different places uh, that we would go back in time. Not forward in time, by the way, because we don't know what that is. We don't have Back to the Future 5 here. So. That'll be next week, and uh, maybe some viewer mail also next week. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. What's the wrong thing to do? Something that arms someone else. And what do you have the right to do? Anything that does not arm someone else. How should you not treat people? How you would not want them to treat you. How should you treat people? How you would want them to treat you. If someone is harming you, what do you have the right to do? Defend myself. If you see someone else being harmed, what should you do? Defend the person being harmed. What are you here to do? Learn and grow. What else are you here to do? Live free. Who's in control of your actions? I am. How do you exist in unity consciousness? So I think, so I feel, and so I act. Well, it came up in conversation the other day. We were talking about our favorite game shows from back in the day. Well, guess what? You can have your own game show right now. Not only in the comfort of your own home, but for a social event and gathering, 
Hey everybody, it's Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast here to talk to you about Game Show Party. Real, live, TV-style game shows brought to you where you get to be the contestant. All your favorite game shows like Family Feud, Pyramid, The Dating Game, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, and Jeopardy. All of those are available. All you have to do is go to the website, gameshowparty.com. There's videos, pictures you can look at. Maybe you want to use Game Show for a fundraiser, just a private party at home, or what a fantastic way to get everybody at your company together for some morale boost and team building. So again, you can call 727-531-8880. Visit the website at gameshowparty.com for more information. I've seen these guys in action. It's an absolute blast. So give them a call, 727-531-8880. Hey everyone, this is Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes life is sweet. Hey everyone, it's Solio from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person and they are so much better you feel the energy you really feel like you're part of something special sidesplitterscomedy.com you can get your tickets online you can pick out your seats online so you can sit wherever you want if you want to be in the back because you're afraid that's fine you can do that go to sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today this is christopher walken i want to tell you you're listening currently to the lightest side of Doc podcast. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Categories and themes this week are top four of all time <laughs> arcade games. We're talking arcades that are going to be defined by 25 cent machines. 25 cent era. Before they started doing that, 50 cents, because this game looks cool. Shit. Yeah. Or so, put a dollar in here and yeah, get four credits. Yeah, like so. Early '80s as, as as the peak of the 25 cent era. But of, uh, before we do classics, that, you're going to tell us who is at Side Splitters. Yes, I will. Sure. This week at the Grove at Wesley Chapel is Matt Bergman. Um, Matt realized his love for comedies last year for college while he was pursuing a degree in criminal justice. Uh, he realized he was afraid of criminals and decided stand-up was the way to go. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah, because you um, never find any bad people in those audiences. Never. Oh, no, not at all. They won't throw anything at you. Um, so um, he, let's see, he's, he's made a TV appearances on Gotham Comedy Live, Comedy Central Live, a dry bar comedy special. His recent album, Between You and I, was called Really Tough to Purchase by his mother, who still doesn't understand how iTunes works. So uh, Matt will be 
having a good time at the Grove this weekend at Wesley Chapel. Excellent. When's the next time you're going to be there? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't have a date, but I will. I will try and set something up too. Awesome. When you do, I want a couple weeks' notice so we can promote it. Get yeah. some people out there to have out there you. and have a good. Have I'll a bring good... rotten maters with me and lettuce Perfect. I can throw at you. Those are the best kind because they're soft and they really explode on impact. Perfect. Perfect. I'm trying to find a uh, song that was extremely popular. Are you trying to find Pac-Man Fever? Is that the one? Nope. <laughs> Someone's uh, got that coast-to-coast vibe there. Oh, God, that's terrible. I picked the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm not, I was not familiar with that. I think it might have been... Uh, a Space Invaders song. Yeah, it's it, there's there was but a there's song. A different, there's a different one. That there was, was a song called Space Invaders. Huh. And I, I mean, I, I'll admit it's been a while since I've. Uh, but there was a song, right? Uh, maybe I'll call it a parody song. Maybe that'll find it. Yep, you gotta love commercials. <laughs> no, that's BS. Space Invaders. Oh, wait a minute. I can look at the bike and check the Bible here. I know the song chart. Oh, boy. So we had a Pac-Man song chart and a Space Invaders yeah, song chart. Pac-Man song, go ahead and play it, because we know Pac-Man's going to be one of the ones that's going to be on the board. I know Space Invaders was a hit. I know it was a hit. I just know it. I just know it. I think this is a remake of it, but gets the point across nonetheless. So they were like, you know, the Who had a big hit with Pinball Wizard. Maybe we could just do like Pac-Man Fever and see see if it takes. And uh, and it was popular for a while, but I can't tell you that I've ever played Pac-Man Fever on purpose of uh, my own volition. So uh, I'm wondering if this could be it. MDK? Uh, I don't know about that. MDK is. I just had no idea this was going to be so hard. Well, you know, it's kind of a gen- space invaders. The, the the term has become sort of generalized in 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 that sense. Where space invaders, it's yes, there's the game, but 
idea this would be. Everybody has a space in their song. That ain't it either. Um, all right. Well, Let's keep talking about Pac-Man. We could we could just delete Space Invaders and put Galaga on instead, since that's the one you're going to see at the laundromat <laughs> these days. It's pretty much the same game, but better. But I know what you're trying to do because Space Invaders was was pretty much the the first spaceship shoot and shoot all these alien spaceships and alien creatures. Uh, I don't remember a Space Invaders song, but. Uh, I'm sure it was popular when it was out because Uncle Unc- Vic is that him? This, uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry it has taken me so long to find this. I should have remembered this. Uh, this song. I, can... I should have remembered Uncle Vic. Uncle Vic. Okay, I see him. There's sound to sound to start with all the game sounds. But this has really interesting lyrics. Does it? I've never, I've never heard of it. I'm interested. There it is in the corner of the bar. Like he's... I tried to run, but I didn't get I remember that. Like he's talking about... There it is in the corner of the bar. <laughs> I tried to run, but I didn't get far. Uncle Vic definitely looks like he played a share of video games. And I'll blow him away. I'd sell my mom for a chance to play. <laughs> He's hooked, his brain is cut. He's hooked, he's hooked, his brain is cut. They start off slow, but it don't play clean. This is back when they said it's a mean machine. There's lots of them and one of you. Yeah, Uncle Vic, you tell them. When the walls are gone, they'll get to you. He's hooked, he's hooked, his brain is cut. He's hooked, he's hooked, his brain is cut. Experimental movies, electronic stuff. Faster and faster, all the. All right, Uncle Vic, space. I knew, I knew the song was there. I probably from '79 or '80s to our listener who who had to sit through the other clips that I was trying to find there. Well, it shows you how many uh, how many homages it has spurred on uh, with the name Space Invaders. Um, so I think I, I know think, where you were. I also going think with Joe that. Walsh did a song. That had something to do with. He probably played his share of Space Invaders on the road. Video game. Go to a bar and kill some time in between gigs and just yeah, man, just shooting aliens. Yeah, I was in Life's St. Petersburg <laughs> one night for three weeks. That's <laughs> right. One of his favorite things. He has a bunch here. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we're gonna start with Pac-Man. I mean, absolutely, positively. Yeah, Pac-Man. Not the best Pac-Man game, but the game that started it off. Really, if you go to if you go to most arcades that have any old games, you're gonna see Miss Pac-Man because it was basically Pac-Man with more mazes. But Pac-Man was unlike any, you know, like this maze game. You just gobble these pellets. Something about it just captured America when it, I think it was what eighty or eighty. Yeah, it was. It was eighty. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Um. So that would be the first one that comes to mind. Pac-Man made a game. They made a the song about it. We were just talking about. Pac-Man. But I believe you, Space Invaders predated. It does Pac-Man. by a year. Yeah. Space Invaders was '79. Um, the first game of that type, not the best. Galaga, honestly, is the one. Galaga, I think, was '82. That came out. No, '81. So Galaga sort of took the Space Invaders thing and made it way better. 
And for whatever reason, that, like Miss Pac-Man, is Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man's the maze game you normally see out, and Galaga is the shoot spaceship game you normally see out. But the originals were Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Space Invaders first, then Pac-Man. Uh, so if we're going by OGs, I think it's got to be Space Invaders and Pac-Man, because I don't know, without those, I don't think the other two, the, obviously Miss Pac-Man doesn't exist, but Galaga just improved on Space Invaders. Yep. So those and, are two and, of the OGs. And, and, and you, you, jumped, you jumped ahead with me with, uh, with, with Galaga, because that was going to be the, the third one that I was going to say. Um, out of the three... I, I played Space Invaders because yeah. it was the only game out. Yeah. And then Pac-Man came on. I I, I switched over mm. to Pac-Man. I dated a girl in high school who uh, whose dad owned, of all things, uh, several car washes where you just pull your car in, get out the big wand, and you mm-hmm. spray your car down yourself. He owned like three of them. So they had quarters coming out of their ass mm-hmm. at their house. Right. He made a living doing this, by the way, a good living. Yep. I would go over to pick her up. Her name was Amy. I'd go over to pick her up. He would come over, shake my hand, and there would be a roll of quarters in his hand. That's and he awesome. goes, he goes, I know she's spoiled on Pac-Man, so this should take care of everything for tonight. So we'd go, we'd have pizza, and she'd play Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. And she was cute. She was gorgeous. She had an incredible ass in those, in those Levi jeans. And I would just sit and watch her shaking her ass and twitching Pac-Man. while she was right. playing just Pac-Man. To, yep. I mean, I made her twitch a couple times, too, with mm-hmm. the joystick. Sure, sure. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. No. So uh, yeah. Mm. So uh, and but Galaga was the one that I always enjoyed. I always especially loved when I could, uh, when the other ship would drop and you could hook on with it and, right. and have three guns yeah. instead of just one. It took, I was I was it took the concept of Space guns. Invaders. That, that's why if I have to choose one, I would I would knock Space Invaders off even though it was first because Galaga still holds up. It's those old games do because they're always hard as hell, but they were designed that way so that you'd keep pumping in quarters. So even though they were twenty five cents, you'd be playing, you'd be pumping twenty five cents in in about two and a half minutes sometimes. Which brings me to Donkey Kong. Really? Absolutely, Donkey Kong, a hundred percent. Donkey Kong is one of the if. If not the number one besides Pac-Man, I would. We're, I would, about, we're about to have a fight because I I got Donkey one. Kong, I, I got one. Oh, yeah. I got one. I think that's even a better quarter. Game. I have a second one that that I would put close to that. Well, well what's your other one? Because Galaga and Space Invaders, to me, I got to pick one or the other because they're both spacey shooters. I did want to play this song. Oh, this is the George. So this is just an, base, an ode to the new generation of video gamers. Space Age Whiz Kids by Joe Walsh. Space I knew, Age Whiz Kids. I knew he had a yeah, song. Absolutely. And if you're not a big fan of Joe Walsh, 
fuck you people. He's a phenomenal performer. He also, uh, uh, I'll, I'm going to tease everybody. Next week, I'm going to play one of Joe Walsh's songs, just for shits and giggles. The song is called ILBTs. And I'm just going to leave it at that. ILBTs? Yep, I'm going to play it next week. That you, That's my personal guarantee okay okay so you're you're saying donkey kong absolutely the, the game that put nintendo on the map um i i would put up there as uh just and it launched such it mario was the birth of mario you mario you, you would put it ahead of galaga uh, i would put it up there with galaga yeah okay I mean Mario. It's Mario. The, the movie's a yeah, billion a dollar franchise. They just did a movie. Right, but that's what I mean. It, Mar- Donkey Kong led to Mario Brothers, which led to Super Mario Brothers. Donkey Kong was the f- was the first one. Right. So without Donkey Kong, there's no Mario. So without Mario, the video game industry. Paul, you ignorant f- slut. Who did you have <laughs> to sleep with to get on this podcast? <laughs> I, I have I, one. I have one that I think. When it comes to 25 cent uh-huh. video arcade games, this one I would put way ahead of Donkey Kong. Okay. I would put it way ahead of Galaga. I would put it in the same context for sure as even Pac Man. Are you ready? I guess. Asteroids. Yes, Asteroids is definitely up there. You want to talk about a simple game? Yeah. This was like Pong. Yeah. With with like one step above. Yes. Yeah, no, Asteroids, and that, that we're going classic. I'm, look, I'm trying to look at the most. So Asteroids is the seventh most revenue. By 1991, it made $800 million, Asteroids, number seven. That's a quarter at a time. Right. Some of these are newer, so I'm skipping the newer ones. But the number, the number one and number two, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, of all time. Yeah. Because those were the first two to get people addicted they had a few year head start on that addiction. So I'm going to tell you, my senior year of high school, um, I only had five classes. So mm-hmm. I was out of school by like 1.10 in the afternoon. And my lunch period was right before that. So a lot of times, my friend Johnny and I would leave uh, our high school, yeah. make about a 10-minute walk over to the standard grocery store, and inside there was an Asteroids game yes. right inside the door. And uh, lunch was 45 minutes. So we would walk over, grab a candy bar and a, and a soda, and go to play, and play Asteroids until we had to walk back to school. Most of the time, I could skip mm. my, my last period of the day because I had enough credits halfway through my senior year mm. to graduate. The only reason I went the second half of the se- second semester of my senior year was to play baseball and run yeah, track. It's like it becomes like a social thing, and, and you can... And I thought, I'll show up, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get C's. That was my last year of college. You know, and I'll pass. Well. Uh, my last year of college was like three years. It was great. Um, <laughs> you're asking what fraternity I was in? Yes. I felt a thigh. That works out. So, anyway. Um, so, we'd go down there. Now, what we had is we had a piece of really thin fishing line. Okay. And a quarter. And we oh, you had put, to, you put had the fishing hack. line, put the fishing line on the backside of the quarter, and we used oh scotch tape, and we just had to like really, really rub it on there. That's really like every good. kid's dream. So you could dr- you could drop it in the endless quarter, and yeah, and you could pull, you could pull about a dozen times before it would okay. finally let loose. So we'd go, you know, we'd pull it in, and you see the credits, and then one time we got up like 15, 16 credits, and then the the thing broke. <laughs> 
So we did that every day. Yeah. We played asteroids every day. We had names for the two different spaceships that would come out. The big fat one that just shot at random. Mm-hmm. We called him Charlie X. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And who knew that you know, 35 years later there'd right. be a group called Charlie X, XCX. Yeah. But we called the big fat um, spaceship that just shot at random. We called him Charlie X. As soon as he would come out, both of us would go, Charlie X, and he would come out. Yeah. And then, but the little one. The little spaceship that would come out after that that would shoot directly at you, we called him Dead Eye Dick. Right. And we just, I look back on those memories. I will be actually seeing that friend uh, next week when I go on vacation yeah. in Indiana. His name is Johnny. And uh, probably goes by John now. Um, but I'm going to see him. And we talked about that last time we were on the phone um, playing asteroids. Yeah. Every day. Of my senior year of high school, and and you're talking about the simplicity. It's it's a game where this if you've never played it, if you've lived under a rock, you're you're a spaceship in the center of the screen. You can move a little bit, but you don't want to move too much. You have like a little thrust you can use. And asteroids are coming at you from all sides, all angles, and you can spin around, yeah, and shoot. And the big asteroids you got to hit. When you hit them, they break into two. Yeah. When you hit them, each of those two so break into two. So it's kind of making the best of a bad situation. It's like kind of. Amway. They tell they break into two people, they break into right. two people, and so on. Except and so the on. leaders of Amway are the big rocks and everyone else are the pebbles. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, um, but I, yeah, it was I, addictive, challenging, seventh grossing all time. So you're right on with its popularity. It definitely belongs in this in this conversation because some of the ones that are higher are in the 50 cents era and we're not doing that. Right. Um, I, I can I can tell you when when I run down there was a there was a place called um, it was at Target County Line Mall, on the south side of Indianapolis. Oh, it was called Electric Avenue. Mm-hmm. It was called Electric Avenue even before the song came out. It was called Electric Avenue, and we would uh, we'd get in my mom's station wagon, nineteen sixty five uh, uh, Plymouth station wagon. It was my uh, the shagging wagon used to do that make out. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it was me, Johnny, Jeff Parker, Dave Johnson. We would get in the car, and we'd go down, and go to the arcade. And I I got five bucks a week allowance back then. I was a rich kid, five bucks a week, and that would take care of me for the night. Yeah, we get you know, we get a soda, a slice of pizza, or whatever. You could ration that out for. for it kind of remember. It's kind of like um, in the movie Wayne's World mm-hmm. with Noah's arcade. Yes. And he goes, I don't care what these kids do as long as they keep pumping quarters into those machines. And we, we sat there one night and thought, okay, if these if these machines are played for five hours a day, average game is six, eight minutes, we figured it out. In quarters, those machines were generating 500 bucks a day. Right. And I'm like, how, how can that be? We figured it out. You know, 500 bucks a day, 2,500 a week times... Uh, there had to be a hundred machines in this arcade. Right. You know, that's a crazy amount of money. There was in a time where quarters. I, I know. I know. You there was a time where it was just print. Arcade machines were basically printing money from the late seventies into the mid, early to mid eighties. They were just printing money. Well, it, it's like in MTV. You know, they played the the song "Video Killed the Radio Star." Video didn't kill the radio star. There been, you know, music didn't die after of course. that. It didn't yeah. automatically go. Even though that Joe Walsh song I was playing did have a funny video. Of right, him. right. I think, like, I know what the song, what they're saying in the song. It's like, well, if you're good looking and flashy now, you have a better chance. I think that was what the message was. But, but no, music will. You could be ugly as shit and still be a good musician. Hey, and, and people ain't gonna care. If you ever want to look at the ugliest group, look at the traveling Wilburys. 
Not a bunch of handsome men, but boy, they, are they talented. They had no groupies. That's how ugly these men were. <laughs> well, and I also, don't know. Uh, you ever you ever want to frighten yourself? Look up Steely Dan, and you see Donald Fagan. You're like, yeah. yikes! I mean, there's a reason these a guys face. were talented. You yeah. gotta, you can't have it all. It's yeah. no fair if Donald Fagan has the face of an angel because yeah. he's everybody too good. isn't Rick Springfield. Right. Everybody <laughs> right. isn't. Everybody isn't Adam Levine. You got a lot more Donald Fagans and Joe Walsh's. And what does Springfield guys. even need Jesse's girl for? He had any girl he wanted. He exactly. just wanted what he couldn't have. I wish that I had every girl. Uh, yeah, he, he probably did had, for a few years. I could have had every girl. <laughs> Uh, oh where can God. I find a woman like that? Probably at one of your concerts. Yeah, Rick. let me let me rattle off at least a few. Yes, more we have to. There's a few good edges. ones we haven't talked um, about yet. One that sold Defender. That's I was just gonna say. That's slightly higher on the list. Defender. Not a game I particularly liked because it's so hard. High speed. It's another. This is a Defender space game, but left to right. Um, you know, a side scrolling, as for lack of a better a term. Um, but the speed, as the speed picked up, so it makes it harder to avoid things. So you got bullets coming at you from all angles. You had to land and pick up things. It, it was a lot to it, but it was really a difficult game, as many were. Centipede. Centipede as well. The rollerball. The for- probably... Look, my mouse is a rollerball. Right. And this was the, the big one. Um, Asteroids had a rollerball too, but, but both interesting how they took advantage of it in completely different ways. Asteroids, the rollerball spun you, I think, in circles, but with Centipede, it actually moved your character around by, you know, to shoot at the mushrooms. That's another great one. Frogger. 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 Even Seinfeld has a reference to Frogger with George trying to cross the street with his pushing it across. Um, trying to keep the game plugged in so he doesn't lose the high score. Yes. And the, the, another simple concept of you just got to cross the street, but you can't just, it's not always straightforward. At first it is. But then you realize you got to jump forward, jump back a little, jump sideways, jump back, forward. And before you know it, you're splat. splat. Um, that was another one of those unique. Uh, from, and, from, from the same uh, digital uh, error uh, 16-bit technology, uh-huh. there was a game called Tempest. Tempest, yeah. Tempest was a... I, I, I didn't get into it, but I remember it. A lot of my friends didn't know why I liked that game so yeah. much. I was the best Tempest player. Johnny, Johnny was the best Asteroids player. Uh, Tempest was a very popular game. It's not on the list for most profitable, but it was popular. I didn't play it because it was starting to lose popularity by the time I got into the arcades. But there's a reason I know it. It was popular. There was also a car racing game by Konami. K-O-N-A-M-I. Are you talking about pole position? Pole position. Absolutely. That was a great That deserved consideration because it's like sort of the father of driving games as far as I remember. In terms of, because they had a version where you could sit in it. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd sit in the booth. I know they had stand-up versions too, but the really cool ones were the ones you could sit in. They had the brake pedal, the gas pedal. And a shift, and it's like, oh my God, I'm really yeah, you're, controlling. You're, you're a kid. You're you're ten, twelve years old. That's like heaven. That's it is heaven. It's unbelievable because you're not old enough to even drive go karts. Sometimes not even bumper cars at that age, but you can play pole position. And if you crash, there's nothing. You no, know, it doesn't even rattle anything. It's so that's one I forgot about. Again, it's not on the top ten of most profitable, but I like to talk about these games that sort of with the the innovators and that. Everyone since has copied that style. Yeah, for example, I've got uh, a Sony PS3, and one of my favorite games to play on that is Gran Turismo. Of course, which is uh, you know very. It's very, a very classic dr- racing game. One of those that is 
Gran Turismo, uh, for the Xbox, it would be Forza. But those are the two franchises that have good reputations as like, hey, you want something that's like a simulator, like where it really feels like you have to know about cars. I can cars. tell you, when you change the position where you're in the car, right, like you are really driving, I'm terrible at that game. But you put me where back a couple couple feet where I can actually see where the car is. I do extremely well. It's at that yeah, it's like familiarity too, and, and just getting a feel for it. Um, but, what others are on that list? Um, the only the, the ones from our era: Don, Donkey Kong, Defender, Asteroids, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man, and Space Invaders are the ones that from the twenty-five cent era that are the most profitable. Right. Um, one I wanted to give a shout to that we didn't mention was Cubert, another game that used to terrify me. Yes. Okay, now I know what you're talking Creepy, about. Creepy, you had to step on the cubes, yeah, change your color. kind of like a weird little alien playing Jenga almost. Yes. Yeah. And it was the, the... It had what was a little different about it. It has, had some very rudimentary vocal effects. Uh, so you'd fall off and you would go, ah... And it was very basic, but it was one of those, it was like 82 or 83, so it was kind of a new thing. Like, this game makes a noise when he dies, and it was really creepy. So that was kind of a nightmare game. I can tell you um, the reason I'm married now to my wife is due to a video game. Really? How did that... uh... 1983. Okay. I am at an arcade called, strangely enough games people play the other half was a under 21 club where they had a dance floor and lights and all kind of stuff dances people dance so about nine o'clock at night they would start off playing dance music but until then so i was at an arcade game playing track and field oh yes I was playing track and field, and you have to, yeah, just like Paul was just doing, you have to take your fingers and hit these buttons really, really, really fast. Yeah, very creative. And, and then you got to hit the jump button when you're doing the hurdles, mm-hmm. and then the hundred the yard jump, dash, the, the triple jump, and then the uh, it had the javelin throw, and I think yes. it had the high jump where when you would run up, you'd have to hit the jump button, and yeah, it had a lot of things to get yourself some height. like a decathlon's worth of events. There were maybe eight or ten little events like you just described right. where it all required. The, the tapping of the buttons in rhythm was to get up speed, and then there was a jump button separately. Long jump. And, and long jump was one of them long as well. Long jump was one of them too. And you could hold the button down, but you couldn't hold it too long, so there was a very tiny so I'm aspect. Play, I'm playing this game with my uh, my, my friend David, sure. who's with me, and uh, at the end, I knew I was going to get one of the high scores. I always scored really high. So instead of putting in my initials, yeah. I would put in R-O-B. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If you could... So, sure enough, I, I see in the glare of the machine that there's two girls standing behind us. Okay. And they're standing behind us not to play the game. They're watching. That was a thing. Then. So then I turned around, and she looked at me, and she goes, so your name is Rob? And I said, yes. And literally, here are, here I am, 40 full years later, yeah. married to this That's woman. That's so weird. It's crazy. I did not know that was the first interaction. Yeah, we actually... We're at an arcade in Daytona a few years ago, and I'm pretty sure I took a picture of the game. Okay. I'm actually going to look at that real quick. Yeah. See if I can track it down. While you're talking about that, I just want to, this is more of a uh, a memory, like a a, uh, sort of a little homage to my wife's father. When, When they were young, somehow, some way, I don't know how he got a hold of it, on their back patio outside... They had a full-size kangaroo game. 
I don't know if you remember that game, but it was one of those early 80s. There's track and field. Yep. I saw that, I saw I that game, and I walked up with my wife said, you remember this is how we met? She Absolutely. Goes, I actually do. I remember that and game look, well. look at how worn out the buttons Hell are yeah. where the hands have been hit. By its nature, you had to sort of beat the game up to, to play it. You had to slap the, the buttons in rhythm. And they could, they could take a licking, but it wipes the pain off after a while. Did they keep on ticking? They did, I did, as you can see. After you took a licking. So uh, the, the, you were talking about your... Uh, yeah, they had my... Somehow my, my, my father-in-law ended up with... My, my wife's dad ended up with a kangaroo arcade game, which a lesser-known game, but was around in the early 80s era. It was just you were a little kangaroo that was like... Punching. Was punching things, and it was really difficult. Uh, my wife... Speaking of punching games, remember the, the game Punch Out? Punch Out. Oh, great game. Yep. Worthy. I think it was... I don't know if it was 50 cents. It might have started as 25, and then they might have bumped it up. It was Average Joe, I think, was the Glass guy. Joe. Class Joe. Gla- Glass Joe. You could, yeah. Easy to beat. That was a great one, because that was sort of like, it felt like you were the boxer, and it, it had that similar where, okay, it's, you're not the driver, you're, you're the driver, you're the boxer. You know, you move left or right to avoid a punch. They tried to really get creative in how they approached, all right, how can we make this immersive? And they're limited in the technology, but that, that's a great example. I think Punch-Out! was 84. back then, they made the games to be entertaining and engaging. Now, it is absolute yeah. psychological warfare yeah. in these games. They create these games to get kids... The algorithm, algorithms, the algorithms get of, yeah. them hooked. They, they were hooked then, but the thing with the, the old days is you pump a few quarters, you run out of quarters, you go home. So you, you spend an hour or two with the arcade, and you're done. You spend your entertainment money, but it ends... Now you can be online day and night at home. You can stay connected. You just pay a monthly fee. It makes it very easy to just sink time and money endlessly if if you're not careful. The, the episode on uh, South Park. Yeah, uh, the war, well, well, make well, love not Warcraft. Make love not Warcraft. Great Absolutely parody. one of my favorites because it shows them they're all fat. Yeah, and they're sitting in the basement shitting in shitting into buckets. Yeah. Because uh, they never want to ever stop playing the, the worst game. stereotype of those gamers who don't have any life, who just make, and it's the guys who make life miserable for it. They just spend their time killing them for fun. Like yeah. they're not even doing anything useful. And it, the whole episode, episode parodies, it's, it is great. I, I said one time, I forget what show I was at, and somebody, somebody won um, a Sony PlayStation with Guitar Hero. And like it came with like two guitars and a drum set and all this kind of stuff, and I jokingly said over the microphone, um, I said, I said, wow, this is great. I said, you know what's funny is if you took a kid and you gave him a real guitar and some videos and said, go in your room for the next ten hours and don't come out until you have played everything on this videotape. They they would come and arrest you to child protective services, but a kid can spend twelve hours a day playing Guitar Hero and it's not punishment. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this and get a hundred percent on your Journey song. And I had a half a dozen parents come up to me. God, what you said was so true. It's like you know, it would be like torture if you told a kid to go in there and learn how to play an instrument, but yet yeah. they go in there and learn how to play Guitar Hero. I feel Hero. like kids are just gonna do with, now that they all have talents to just do whatever they only want. Like they'll find what they're into early and just do it regardless of what parents say. I would imagine. I don't know because we never. That was one thing we never really had at that age where where we had a lot of free time and and not a lot of supervision. I wish I had a tablet to just look up whatever. I wonder what kind of trouble I would have gotten into, quite well, I mean, honestly. I heard a kid not too long ago say, why Why do I even need to go to school right. after I learn how to read and write? Because everything I want's on my phone. 
I, I get what he's saying, but there there's certain... I, I don't know if I agree with the current curriculum in schools, but I, I know what he means when he says it. I think it's not... You need to learn how to socialize and other things, but I get the point. Well, they're not learning how to socialize that. now. I, no, I, I, have a, I have a friend who had a you have to granddaughter... Make an effort, too. ...who they, they pulled her out of school and homeschooled her because yeah. people were picking on her. Huge mistake. Because it's, now, uh, now you're being pulled away even more. As, as right. this girl got older, they thought, well, we do need to make sure that she's in a social skill, so they put her in competitive cheerleading. What? Huh? Oh, Jesus. Why For would social? you think that was social? That was yeah. like literally taking them from the movie Carrie, where she's just a weirdo and they exclude her, to now going, now, okay, we're going to start including you. It's in a movie called Mean Girls. Here, right, and enjoy. Yeah, Have that's fun. about the worst idea because yeah. you're just asking for body image issues with that. All or cheerleaders, just kids will be brutal. No they will. Matter what. They don't have empathy we yet, and so never get it. All have to go through it. Absolutely. We've yeah. we've both told stories on this very podcast about shitheads that would leave us alone in school, and it's different for everyone. Everyone has their own level of it, but you do have to get through it somehow, and it might not be fun. Pulling someone out and then never having to face it isn't good either. It's like you want to protect them, but you also need to teach them how to deal with stuff that will happen. Yeah, in, in the movie Friday, uh, Craig's dad, you know, mm-hmm. when he, he picks up the gun, he goes, you know what? When I was growing up, son, all you needed was these. He holds up his two fists. True. All you needed was these. You know, you win some and you lose some. Right. But you, you don't get dead. I wish it was this easy instead. Yeah. Now it's this. Yeah, and, and that, that's a very interesting point. I mean, when I was growing up, I got in plenty of fights with kids in the neighborhood. Heck, I fought uh, Billy a couple times, Tommy right. a couple times, uh, Tim McCarthy a couple times. But like a fight or a tussle, like tackling each other, that's a little different from yeah. weapons. Yeah, you, you know? get a busted lip. You get a black eye. and It'll humble you at a certain the, age. And the next day, you're out playing baseball. Right. Part of growing up is conflict and realizing why you shouldn't have to fight over everything, learning why it hurts when you get punched, it hurts when you punch. That's Kids are going to do that. It's, it's horrible when you hear about a, a, a kid, a child, anyone, but especially a kid or a child, who kills themselves due to bullying. Oh, it's awful. It's a terrible thing. But you've you got to look, I got I to gotta look back and go, where were the parents during this? Why did they, they not see? They probably weren't around at all. Why did they not see? Why didn't they? Yeah, because we, I mean, right. there was, the first time I heard of a kid committing suicide, I was almost 20 years old. Yeah. First time. And like in just in general as yeah, like a kid. Yeah, yeah. We, we went to pick this girl up on a date and come to find out her friend that we had met a few weeks earlier yeah. had killed herself. Wow. And it was, a, it was a terrible thing. But I'm thinking right now, how obtuse are you as a parent if you don't see that kind of stuff going on? You know, I, that's a good question. I haven't, I don't know anybody personally that I'm very close with that has committed suicide that I know of. <laughs> I sure hope, it, unless there's some secrets out there. But I, I don't know how. Maybe people, are, some people, maybe are good at hiding it. I, I don't really know. I, I, I like to think it would be more obvious, but I don't know. I could, I could roll my eyes and go on for the next 45 minutes about anxiety and depression, and this is not meant in any way to diminish someone's depression. But you're not unique. No, I would agree with that. Not alone. But I also think that means everybody should be able to talk about it. We all have it. Yes. We all have depression. We all have anxiety. But I think we should normalize that we do and 
be okay with talking about it and getting help and talking to therapists saying how do I deal with this because Dude, sometimes everybody has it sometimes I just call people out of the blue yeah if if I'm seeing a weird behavior on Facebook, I call them. I don't put them a message on Facebook right. and go, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry, you're going through such a hard time." Thoughts and prayers. Right, right, right. I'm sending you thoughts and prayers. Those are empty. That's why I don't really engage on Facebook. I find it to be very superficial and and just just makes me mad because I see a lot of shitty opinions. Half a dozen people last week sent me things. Um, oh, uh, I'm sending thoughts and prayers for your wife with her surgery, and I responded back. Uh, appreciate that, but I'm glad the doctors are well educated. Because that's if you're going to be yeah. thankful, be thankful that we have technology right. that could pop in two teeth in one day, dude. Not even one day. I was there two hours, and I walked out with teeth. Yeah. Instead yeah. of thoughts and prayers, of science and technology. Yeah. Uh, I'm wishing you science and technology. Hope, thoughts and prayers. I hope that tooth doesn't fall out. And whoops, there it is. Pops oh. out again. But you know what? We're going to give you something to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. With technology and, and science. Right there. Medicine. So we, we just solved all the world's problems. We did. Who knew? Yeah. We, we went from video games to solving the world's problems. Everyone's depressed. I don't know what happened there. P- basically, it's, <laughs> well, a, it, there. It, it's, it's, it's a PSA at this point. It's yes. basically a PSA. If you are suffering from depression, and it is serious. And everybody if you like is. you have nobody to call, call the LSD podcast. Yes. Call us. Call us next uh, next Monday. I think we're going to try to do it next Monday, our 4th of July edition. Uh, next Monday, because we'll be both working uh, on the 4th of July. So uh, call us next Monday between the hours of, let's say, 11 and 1. Yes. And if you're depressed, we will talk to you, and then we will put you in touch with the right people. We don't want anybody to be depressed. Um, and uh, and don't we'll tell you why you shouldn't be, because we'll tell you good things about you. Absolutely. We'll if, if we were on the Dr. Phil show, you know what he would say to somebody who's depressed? He would look at them and go, you just need to feel better. All right? We'll be right back after these oh, messages. Dr. Phil, thank you so much, Thank Dr. you so much, Dr. Phil. Wow. This is the fucking obvious. <laughs> right. Well, this has been episode 112 on the Lighter Side of Dark. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. We will be uh, wrapping things up as soon as Paul tells you where you can find out more hey, about us. You can go on the Face Metaverse book and search for us, Lighter Side of Dark or LSD Podcast. Those will both lead you to our page where you can like us, you can message us. It's a good way to stay directly in touch with us. If you want to email us, you can do that. It's singular. It's listener. You know, just pretend. Listener at lightersideofdark.com. If you have an Insta, Twitter, at lightersidedark. All one word. And, uh, or just search for us. You can Google Lighter Side of Dark. You're going to find a link that works for us. That's the Because we're on all the different casts. Yeah, the, Spotify. Uh, Spotify, any... Google Cast, Chromecast. Uh, it's weird. I listen to Spotify all the time, and then I look up, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're on here, too. It's, it's shit, a little yeah. weird yeah. doing that, but we're famous. We are on there. So. We're famous. Yeah, so. we're approaching. We, we actually crested, I believe, the 15,000 listener mark oh, recently. Great. So uh, that's pretty damn good. And then all our secrets. Nowadays. All right, well, Osolio, it has been a pleasure working with me. Oh, it sure really has. And uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Be safe out there. Take care, everyone.
The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.